Hello, Seth Lord. Hey, how are you? Welcome to Room for Rent. Thank you so much. I'm glad to be here. Yeah. Are you prepared to spill your guts on roommate stories? Because I know you've got a bunch. I think so. Yeah. 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 I, okay. I, I am. I'm ready. I mean, we I'm can ready. get into it. So basically, I mean, you know how the show works, but we, you know, talk about whatever roommate story you want to talk about. And then I kind of dig in and ask okay. the hard hitting questions that tend to make people uncomfortable. Because oh, there's right. a lot of people with stories. I don't usually do this at the beginning of every episode, but I'll do it tonight. There's a lot of people yeah. with stories and they get into it and they're like, well, I think I was the bad roommate or I feel like I was a bad person. And I'm like, you were not a bad person. Like it's interesting, the perspective. So you can really, we can really work through things from yeah. your past. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I don't, so, I don't know if there's necessarily a bad or a good guy in the story that I have in mind. I feel like there's you're the good guy always. Oh, that's so sweet. You're a good person. That's so sweet. Thank I you. That, I, know I that try helps to be. You get places in the world, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, <laughs> my religious buildings. Yes, exactly. I was like, I, I wasn't gonna throw it out there. I was like, I was gonna let you say it. Or like, that's it. I know you're trying to get planets on your resume yeah, yeah, when yeah. you die. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be pretty cool. <laughs> be you know, great. architect. Yeah, yeah. You know, somewhere I can go when I die because. There's a place for everybody. Yeah, there's got to be a party somewhere. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. I just want to be invited. I don't want my own. I don't... <laughs> you don't but... need to host. He's Mormon, by the way, guys. If you yeah. haven't figured this out, if you don't know anything about planets and what happens to people when they die, this guy can tell you everything you need to know. Scientology's closed for the night. so You've got a real pro setup. Which camera should I look at if um, I'm talking to all people? All three of them just it make eye matter. contact. No, okay. uh, that one, I think, is yours. All right. All yeah. right. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so what do you have for me tonight? The story. Yeah. Are you ready for I it? Want, I want to hear the story. Okay. It, and it has to do with the religion I belong to. Okay. Great. So the Mormon religion. The Mormon religion. <laughs> so I served my mission, which is a two-year proselyting adventure. Mm -hmm. I was in Canada, a very, oh, wow. very third-world country. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Educating the masses. Is it a rainforest up there? No, it's a snow oh. forest. Oh. It's cold. I had no idea. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so I am in uh, the province of Quebec. Okay. I'm in Montreal City, okay. and it's a uh, an apartment of four. There are four guys living in this apartment. And in Montreal, they speak French and English, right? Yeah. Do right. you speak French? I do. Oh. Yeah, I've okay. lost quite a lot of it. A though, cultured Mormon. Unfortunately, I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most <laughs> most Mormons are some level of bilingual. Oh. Because, well, at least ones that go on that foreign missions. That just made missions. me horny for more. Did it? Yeah, really? A little bit. Wow. Yeah, I love hey, a good I'm uh, always bilingual. recruiting. <laughs> yeah. I'm always recruiting for my people. No, I'm kidding. That'll You'd be a big win. my parents. Um, <laughs> you don't have to tell them. I mean, I probably would They'll be Mormon, too, something. eventually. Uh, probably not. Yeah. <laughs> there's, no, there's no bringing them back from wherever they've been in their lives. Oh, to... is that right? They're just lost yeah, souls? there's no salvation for them. <laughs> I'm no, kidding. I'm kidding. They're great so people. Blasphemous. Yeah, no. So I'm on my mission. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm in this four man apartment in Montreal and it is a dark and stormy night. Uh, I've found out that one of the guys I'm living with mm -hmm. has severe mental and emotional issues to the point where he's like wanting to go home. Okay. And what year was this? Uh, of uh, like year of our Lord. I was thinking like year of my mission. No, yeah. Like what year? Like was it 2004? Like, yeah. So year of our is, Lord is. <laughs> what is year of our Lord? What is that? Oh, you not heard that phrase? No, I'm not horny just anymore. A day, just AD, you know, ad domino or whatever oh, it is. Oh, okay. Oh, sure. <laughs> it's, it's a medieval thing. Yeah. Anyway. What year was it matter. for normal people? <laughs> um, let me, it was two. 2007. <clears throat> okay, I asked because this was before mental health was a priority in everyone's <laughs> life. So when you're like, he was oh, mentally and emotionally Oh, yeah, no, this unwell. wasn't like last year. Yeah, yeah, this, this wasn't, wasn't when people knew how to work through their problems. Yeah, no, 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 this wasn't when everyone was depressed yeah. during COVID. No, this was years ago. Yeah. That's how old I am. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, so 2007, we are in this apartment in Montreal. I found okay. out one of these guys has like almost schizophrenia is really what I find out that he has. But okay. we're just told he's really struggling. You know, he's basically depressed. He's really worried. Um, and he was dealing with a lot of stuff. He was a okay. an immigrant to Canada. His family had, like, almost been murdered in the Central or South American country where he was from. Oh so God. they had fled and made it to Canada. He was serving a mission in Canada because he couldn't leave that country. 
So he's there. He's worried every day that his mom and siblings are going to be deported back to the home country. And where was he from? Uh, Do you remember? I think it was Guatemala. Okay. But I'm not sure. Okay. Might have been Honduras. I don't know. Might have been Brazil. Colombia. I have no idea. Yeah, yeah. Something... Somewhere terrified. down there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some gross country. No. Um, so he is terrified, right? Mm-hmm. Preoccupied about that. And uh, he's in an apartment where, he, where I'm living with a guy who trained as a cop and um, another guy who was just, you know, took a break off school. So okay. it was a kind of eclectic group of Were you us. guys all kind of the same age? Because Mormon yeah. missionaries are, tend to be like 19, Tend to be the same 20. age. He was a little older because okay. of his life situation. Yeah. But yeah, we're all, we were all okay. around 20 years old. So this guy had trained to be a cop at 20, One of them. 20 and then was like, I'm going to go be a missionary. Like, He'd that's gone on like ride-alongs. Yeah, well, the culture, okay. the culture to serve a mission is really strong. So it, it almost doesn't matter what you're doing. There, okay. There's a huge controversy with like athletes. You know, mm. it's like a big, big deal for athletes to oh, take like a couple years off. Yeah. Well, it just doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't yeah. matter where you go. There yeah, was a yeah. guy who was playing basketball at Duke who was a member of my faith who mm-hmm. was like, I want to serve a mission. But mm-hmm. word on the street was the coach was like, I don't. These are your prime years. Yeah. You can't leave. Yeah. You so, know, it's funny. I had two. We've talked about these. I had two Mormon friends in college. I went to Oregon State. Yeah. So I didn't. There were not that many Mormon people, but I grew up around quite a few Mormons. And they played football and they were pretty like pretty Mormon. Like they, they've never left. Nobody in their family's like left the church or anything like that. But they didn't go on a mission. Sure. But their parents were like, we won't send you on a mission if you treat football like a, like, mission. Like a mission. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they were and cross-lighting. So they, to their yeah, teammates. kind of. I mean, like they. I don't. I want to say. I don't think they ever converted Giving anybody. Cheerleaders they converted. Of they to transferred throw. to Berkeley. Oh, and they converted wow. one guy there because the oldest brother got married and I went to the wedding uh-huh. and there was another guy there and we were the only two non-Mormon people at the wedding. And by the end of the weekend, the other guy was like, yeah, I'll convert. <laughs> and I was like, I gotta get out of here. This is terrifying. <laughs> you had your chance. <laughs> I did. I did. Yeah. I even went, I went to church with them once, but wow. Uh, I went on Easter, which is kind of funny because Mormons funny. don't really do Easter. What are you talking about? I was told you guys don't do Easter. We love Easter. But I thought... What do you mean we don't do Easter? I was told you don't do Easter. I don't even know what that means. Like... We wake up that day. We do do Easter. We celebrate it. I was just told you don't do Easter. I don't really have a reason. I was told you don't do it. Like, there's not... There's no Easter egg hunt at the Mormon church on Easter. Like, there's no, like... When I I went... grew up doing Easter egg hunts. Okay, but the the thing I went to on Easter at the Mormon church in Corvallis, yeah. Yeah. they just carried on like normal. There was no like, and today's Easter, and that's pretty cool. Yeah. Like, oh, I see that... what you're saying. No, there's not like a special necessarily no. Catholic mass. No, there's centered no on... hunt. Like, there's no. Well, I mean, you know, I, I was like also I said, in the youth ward, but well, like the call, like it was. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. The YSA, like, young sure, single adults. Yeah. Yeah, the desperate bishop. People. I've never seen a bishop move so fast in my life. He's like, "Hello, <laughs> to you." And I was like, "Hi." Yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes, "We got a lot of good men here." Go, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh huh. He's like, you, "You interested in the church?" And I was like, "I'm interested in finals next week." Like, I don't know what to tell you, dude. Like, I don't know how to get out of this. I need help. I need well, help. What's funny is when you go to like Mormon church, and I'm telling you, like, my two buddies, like, they're good Mormons, but they weren't like so Mormon. Like they cuss, I guess. You know, okay. Like, like they drink soda like they're well, not perfect, soda's not a right? problem I was cussing so, is more of a well, like problem caffeine, than soda caffeine like yeah no that's not the issue but then when we were it's there, just coffee and tea but anyway oh okay well but when we're there they slide me like like the quick book of how to be a good mormon there's like this little i don't know if you've ever seen it, i don't know what it's called but it's like this tiny little it's it's a book it's not a pamphlet uh-huh. but it's maybe 50 pages okay it had all these rules of like if you want to start practicing to be a good mormon this is what you should do, do you and it's remember like, the title of this book i could probably find it if i yeah. saw a picture of it i'd yeah. look it up but interesting you open it up and it's like if you have any tattoos consider having them removed if you uh-huh. have your ears pierced beside like yeah one pierced your ears right consider taking was, them out it was probably uh something along the lines of a strength for the strength of youth pamphlet back in the day maybe this would have also been like 2008 or 9 yeah. so around, like, yeah. around the time you were on your mission my church just revamped that so there's not as me- there's like not oh. a list of rules that you wow. have to do or not do okay we were big into rules 
I'm getting for a long again. time, and yeah. now it's like uh, yeah. a little more loosey goosey. I've watched some of the documentaries lately. There's oh some, yeah, yeah, I've yeah. Seen There's the some rules good are ones. Changing a little, yeah. <laughs> We uh, murdered a lot of people, apparently. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, there's people have been a lot upset for a while. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. nice you guys finally came around too. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, yeah, yeah. we'll get back to your story. But yeah, was, I'll have, I'll find you the the short book of how to be a good now. mom. Yeah, I'm interested because yeah. yeah. as a missionary, you have what they we call the White Bible, which is a, oh. a rule book for missionaries. Okay. How you basically it's just a bunch of situations where you can't be alone. You know, it's like you always right. got to be with right. your companion. Like even if you go to the bathroom, right? Like they have to stand outside the door. Well, yeah. Not in the stall with you. No, but, but yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Around. I mean, like before we started recording, I went to the bathroom. If we'd been companions, that you would have okay. had to come. Oh. No, no, no. That would have been all right. You wouldn't you have just had went to just outside. Go. And, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That would have been okay. I mean, okay. now granted, there's levels of like people who are, you know, there's letter of the law people. Yes. Those, that guy right outside. Interesting. Yeah. Me? Spirit of the law kind of guy. <laughs> I'm somewhere yeah, in the middle. You, you, you know? also do comedy. I so. trust you. Yeah. So yeah. you're not going to run away. Yeah. What is the point of that not being alone thing? Uh, liability, I think, is one. Safety okay. is another. Okay. And then there's... Temptation? Yeah, 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 for mm. sure. There's some. There's also some level of kind of scriptural fulfillment because there's a lot of verses in scriptures that we read and believe okay. in that uh-huh. talk about truth being established by multiple witnesses. Mm-hmm. And so you have two, you know, there's a lot of, you know, preaching by two. I feel like this could help in crime situations a lot. It's oh, like, for sure. If you want to get out of crimes, just have a witness with you at all. Yeah. Time. Maybe not get out of them, but yeah. yeah. It's called conspiracy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's that, what it is. Yeah, so yeah. they kind That's of already so have that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So you have the companionship. Yeah. And so it's guys. me and my companion who was a curly haired, he just, he was a, a love ball of a guy, just oh, a great okay. guy. So he and I got along really well. The guys we were living with, one of them was a guy training to be a cop. Mm-hmm. Hilarious. Mm-hmm. Had some of the craziest stories I've ever heard. And then his companion, who was this guy who was like on the verge of a mental breakdown because of his life situation and just his own issues. I okay. Just, I picture like today's cops who are like, not the best people. Like if you think about the stereotype of a cop and you think about a guy who's like on the brain brink of <laughs> yeah, 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 like yeah, really yeah. falling apart. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't see that as two people being able well, to Well, and obviously, problems. you know, one was white. I told you another one was from South Central America. <laughs> yeah. oh, so God. we've already got a problem. Oh my God. So it is, we are living in this apartment building and the apartment building has the security door mm-hmm. and then, you know, the main entrance mm-hmm. door. The security door was broken. So it was flapping in the wind all night. It was like a big, heavy glass door. Mm. Okay. So we're we're all trying to sleep up in our, and we have bunk beds. So fun. <laughs> Were you anyway, top or bottom? I was uh, top. I was top. Top bunk bed. We'll yeah, specify. Top bunk <laughs> bed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> yes. so I am sleeping in the top. No, I was a bottom bunk bed. Uh-oh. I was a bottom. My companion was the top bunk turned. bed. Yeah, yeah. Whole He's different story now. Whole different story. <laughs> so I was very powerfully sleeping in the bottom bunk bed. Uh-huh. And, uh, uh, cop gets up to go to the bathroom. Okay. Okay. And door is banging and we hear, we hear cop's companion. Okay. Mm-hmm. Kind of whimpering. And this had happened a couple times where he like had some bad dream or he was just having an episode and he was like, you know, whimpering. Okay. okay. Cops go into the bathroom, comes back in and his companion screams when his companion comes back in, right? Cop comes in, mm-hmm. this other guy screams, like okay. bloody murder. So my companion and I both like jump yeah. awake because we have no idea what's Immediately, going on, yeah. right? We're like, mm-hmm. what is happening? Mm-hmm. And uh, cop is like cop, like a deer in headlights just in the middle of this room, terrified to move because none of us knows what's happening. He starts shouting out, don't kill me, okay? Guy up in the, oh, in, the, the in the bunk bed. He uh-huh. is, he is like, uh, or he was in the bottom. He's, he's cowered in like the fetal position. And is he awake? He is fully awake. Oh, boy. And has had an episode uh-huh. and thinks in his own mind right. that we are going to kill him right mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. and that his companion who just come out of the bathroom was ready to do the deed mm-hmm. so he is freaking out mm-hmm. so we all get up and we are trying to calm him down but how do you calm down somebody who thinks 
you are going to murder you them. You don't. You don't. So he is like almost running around the apartment away from us as we're trying to calm him down, right? Eventually, he settles down at, there's an electric keyboard that we had. Mm -hmm. He settles down there and starts like playing music and kind of comes out of it. And then was he good right? at playing the keyboard? He was pretty good. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. It was, he was pretty good. So he calms down. It's like a dementia patient where like they know how to play piano still, but like they're falling apart. Like, yeah, yeah, quickly. yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so he calms down. All right. We all are like, we don't know what he's going to do. So we all say a prayer. We give him a blessing. Oh, my God. And go to bed. Next morning, we wake up. Everyone's alive. Did he eventually go back to sleep? Yeah. Like, did he just crawl in his bed and go back to sleep? He didn't sleep on the bed. He slept on the couch. Okay. So like we moved his stuff so that he could sleep on the couch. But he basically like had to confess that he was like convinced we were still going to try to kill him. And we were like, we don't want to kill you. But at any point, did you think the tables were going to turn? And he yeah, was maybe, for sure. Like, did you, when you were like, we all went to sleep and we woke up in the morning. Did you actually go to sleep? Were you laying there like... <laughs> My life's going to end tonight. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it I don't know so... if God is really on my side. <laughs> so next day, next day, we call up uh, our mission president who's okay. in charge of us. Right, right? It's, right. it's a husband and wife. Mm -hmm. And the wife tends to take care of all the medical stuff. Mm -hmm. And the the husband called as a mission president takes care of more of the, like, the spiritual side and kind of the big decisions. Are you going home? Are you staying? What's going on? Mm -hmm. So we call them up because you know we're like, hey this was crazy. And, you know, we know that this has been kind of an issue for him, but it seems to have gotten really bad. Yeah. And also we're 19 year old boys who don't know the way the world yeah, works. We, we no don't know how to solve problems. What is going on? <laughs> yeah. Right. So we talked to the mission president and the mission president's wife. Mm -hmm. She gets on the phone with a church psychologist okay, wow. in the area. Uh -huh. He starts going to these mental, you know, to these uh, consultations mm -hmm. to get help and some medication because mm -hmm. it was so severe. Mm -hmm. But in order to get him, to get him, uh, we had to pick him up. Okay. So we basically, the three of us, the three whiteys drew straws <laughs> to figure out, because his companion was like terrified. And had, I'm sure. Had apparently been like complaining about, you know, he was worried he was going to, like the, the, this guy was going to hurt him, mm -hmm. you know? And then where you guys lived, were you all there? You weren't there together for two years. No, no, no. Of you. You, so it's like you, you move around. Companions. So he's probably thinking like... You're not with the same person over yeah. two years either. Yeah. So he's been kind of moved around okay. quite okay. a bit too. Okay. Um, I mean, the, the real tragedy of it all is that he's like a sweet, sweet guy. Mm-hmm. Just delightful to be mm -hmm. around when he's not having one of these episodes, you know? Right. So... I end up picking him up, okay? And I drive him. So I go pick him up, and it's at night. I pick him up, and I'm driving him back to our apartment. Mm -hmm. My companion liked to drum. So he had drumsticks in the front seat. That's so a really like, musical group. Yeah, yeah. We started a band. We toured. So I am driving him back. But he is, like, fidgety as I'm driving him. Mm -hmm. And I start realizing, like, oh, I... Who knows what he's going to do mm -hmm. to me, mm -hmm. you know? And mm -hmm. I have no cop training. So what am I going to do? Right. I'm out. Yeah. But I'm driving him back and he picks up these drumsticks and is just looking at them. Doesn't play with them. Doesn't fidget with them. He's just looking at them. But wasn't he supposed to be on some medication by this point or no? This was like his first or second consultation. Oh, okay. And so he might have been, but it is a real issue trying to dose correctly. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and I didn't know that. Right. I didn't know any of this, you know, yeah. at the time, other than I knew that he was getting help. Right. You know? But so he's sort of having an episode the entire time this is going on. And so it's, is it kind of going I think like it comes this? And goes. Or, okay. Yeah. 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 So you're I, in the, you think you get in the car, you think everything's cool. And then all of a sudden he's yeah, like, he's like looking, this could be a weapon. <laughs> yeah. Contemplating these drumsticks. Yeah. No, nothing happened. Yeah. I got him back. Okay. He was fine. Uh -huh. He ended up going to, you know, be with his family like two weeks later. But that was one of the times I was probably most terrified on my mission was that that kind of 24 hour span yeah. of him screaming in the middle of the night, mm -hmm. bloody murder, and then me picking him up from one of his first visits yeah. and taking him back to the apartment. So what did you learn from that though? Cause like, obviously like, on one hand you could argue the story's a little anticlimactic because 
nobody died or anything. Like yeah. you didn't make it really that interesting. Well, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, no, no, but I'm just saying like the but yeah. there's like sort of a moral of the story there because you you definitely learn something. It's stuck in your memory. It's not something that just sort of yeah escaped your brain. Like I don't remember things from when I was 19 that were insignificant, but like it's obviously a very significant moment in your life. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you did you? have more grace for people after that of just like what they were going through mentally, like in a yeah. time where we were really not talking about oh, it all yeah, the time. Yeah. Like well, we are now. so my, my mom is a marriage family therapist. Mm. So I kind of grew up with this mentality of, you know, sometimes people just struggle and mm -hmm. it's not really their fault. Mm -hmm. We don't really know why certain, mm -hmm. you know, some of it's chemical imbalances. Mm -hmm. Some of it is trauma mm -hmm. and it's anywhere in between as well. Right. Yeah. So I was sort of sensitive to this before, but mm -hmm. You know, my only real experience with was like talking to people about depression, mm -hmm. not like because we didn't used to have other issues. Yeah, yeah just, no, you're just sad. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah, sad yeah. for a while. <laughs> yeah, and if you couldn't explain why you were sad, then you were depressed, mm -hmm. and that was not okay. Right. But I think what changed for me with this was like legitimately voices in his head. Right. Mm -hmm. So as I'm talking to him, cause my strategy, when I saw him like start to look at these drumsticks, I was like, Hey, mm -hmm. how did it go? Mm -hmm. You know, if you feel comfortable talking to me, did you, is there anything you want to talk about? Mm -hmm. And so he kind of, you know, explained, well, here's what's going on. And I'm, you know, he also felt embarrassed cause he's fully conscious of what he's doing. Yeah. So he felt embarrassed about like, sure. you know, but he wasn't, it wasn't to the point where he was like, apolog it wasn't like, I know you're not going to kill me mm -hmm. either. It was yeah. like, so then I realized he's not necessarily looking at that as a weapon in aggression, but in self-defense because mm -hmm. he doesn't know what I'm going to do. Right. And he's convinced that you're going to do something. That I might. Right, yeah. Right. Yeah. So after I swerved a couple of times. <laughs> Did you really? No, oh. of course not. <laughs> I was like, Man, this is a horrible <laughs> strategy. <laughs> Just scare him straight. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. literally. Um, no, I, yeah. well. It, so no, I think it helped me. It also helped me realize that like you can be doing, in my mind, what is good and righteous. Mm -hmm. You know, we were all on our missions and we're kind of taught you're protected as a missionary. And there's varying degrees of like how you can apply you know, how you would think to apply that. Mm -hmm. Like, well, maybe there wouldn't mm -hmm. be these demons in this guy's head because mm -hmm. he's not serving a mission mm -hmm. and he's preaching the gospel. Mm -hmm. So he would be protected. Mm -hmm. uh, and no, you know, yeah. it's not, that's not the way that works. I don't uh -huh. think, you yeah. know, now, arguably people are like, well, it doesn't work at all. Yeah. And that's fair. And then there's fair. people who are the opposite who are like, what do you mean? It was working the whole time. Yeah, he wasn't just... righteous enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And that, you know, who knows what he was doing. It's a lot of but, guilt uh, there. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, a lot of issues. That's so, I don't know. It's so interesting. So was he diagnosed as a schizophrenic? Yeah. Yeah, that's tough. And the thing is, I think is really hard about that. And I'm, I'm not going to try to like woman-splain this to you because you probably already know. Maybe no, from having, well, yeah, yeah. so I went to school with a guy who, I, he wasn't a roommate or anything, but he was like in our circle of friends and he came to all of our parties and he was very sort of like artistic and cool and fun and like he, he, like we all just like hung out and fit in together. And then towards the end of college, he started to get just odd. And, yeah. and it kind of gets to the point too, where, especially if you're in college, like I went to a state school and everything. And so people get into weird stuff or they get hooked in with certain people. And I was right. never a drug person. So if people went down that path, that was not like a world that I was privy to or yeah. cared to be a part of. Right. So it's like, maybe he's doing drugs or like, maybe he got some weird weed or like he would call me and sing Kanye West Robocop. Oh. He would like, yeah. And I just thought he was like drunk dialing me. And so he'd call me like, da, 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 and he would sit like mumble the words. Yeah. But he was sort of musically inclined, like your guy. Interesting. And so yeah. he would play the piano and yeah. he would like sing Robocop to me. And I'm I'm okay. telling you, I wish I still had the voicemails because I, there was like a holiday. I think it was Christmas. And he was calling and leaving me all these voicemails singing to Kanye West music. And I would play them at the table because I'm like, isn't this odd, but like sort of funny? Yeah. Because I didn't know what the problem was. And he was, was. pretty good? No. Oh, it was like a drunk dial. So it was okay. kind of like, it was just like funny. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and. Was he trying to seduce you with these or what was his? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, like and we had kind of like, we would flirt or whatever. Yeah. And. 
But then he just kept getting weirder and weirder. And I was like, I don't think this is the guy for me. <laughs> and then <laughs> how, many, how many calls did it take before you were not like, that many. I think not I'm that. But then he just kept calling. Like, you know, uh, people, yeah, I mean, you don't drink and you're probably not around. The, well, you're a comic, so you, uh, yeah. around people who drink. But like people don't really drunk dial anymore like they used to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I don't, in the last like five or six years, like people are not drunk dialing me like what they once were. Is yeah. that, why do you think that is? Uh, I think texting is just so popular that people probably drunk. Oh, text. they drunk text. I that also like don't way more drink effort. that much. I don't go out like yeah. comedians. Like we all talk to each other so much. I don't think there's a desire to like drunk text. You know, <laughs> I mean, unless you've got some sort of latent, you know, yeah. Like, I haven't talked to you about how I feel. But so then, after he was in college longer than I was, mm -hmm. and then. Something, I think I graduated and like a year later, it came out in the news that this man had, was like running around town naked and Corvallis is a pretty small, it's a college, true college town. Yeah. And he had run into somebody else's house nice. and hid in their closet or something. Wow. And then the, it was like a couple and the husband yeah. found him and like kind of beat him up because thought like, yeah, what who is this naked? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like what the hell yeah. is wrong with this guy? Right. And then and I think he got arrested. Beat him up. Yeah. And then I think yeah. the cops who arrested him realized he was having some kind of episode. Oh, and geez. so then he was like from the Portland area, I think. And so his you know, parents got it. Like, I think they kind of got to the bottom of it versus yeah. like they didn't just shoot him. Like, I feel like they do sometimes. It's like, uh, <laughs> sure. and it turned out he's schizophrenic, but he was yeah. probably 21, 22 at the time. And that yeah. after all that happened, it kind of came out. I don't know how I found out that schizophrenia can set in much later in life. So that's yeah. probably what was happening. Like that guy was probably yeah. cool yeah, yeah, up yeah. until whatever yeah. moment. And then all of a sudden Robocop right. comes out. Right. And yeah. <laughs> we'll see. And then a similar thing happened to my best friend from high school mm, where much sad. later in life and with some opiate abuse. Mm. Do you think the really... opioids brought out the schizophrenia? You know, I don't know. Cause I've heard mm. that that can happen, but mm. then I was talking to, um, you know, a pharmaceutical, uh, what, a psychiatrist friend of mine who mm -hmm. was like, yeah, data doesn't really show that. I would There's think correlation. that more with like acid. Like other you know what's drugs, interesting? Like he actually said weed does that. Yeah, they, there's a lot more studies coming out saying that weed like can trigger. Yeah. We all have a little latent schizophrenia in our minds. <laughs> well, I mean, if you're going to, you know, paranoia, if that's yeah. a side effect for you, yeah. maybe yeah. maybe don't indulge in yeah. something that makes you think Cocaine everyone's out Cocaine can make you, you really paranoid, too. I've never done it. But like if you watch the Belushi documentary, yeah. they talk about how paranoid he got at the end because he was doing so much cocaine. And back then, that shit was 100% pure. Yeah, yeah, Now yeah. it's like 40% pure. So <laughs> right. if you're paranoid right. after snorting baby powder, like <laughs> you probably do have See, schizophrenia. <laughs> and I just call that guilt from sin. Oh. You know, you just know God is going to judge you. Okay. No. Uh, so <laughs> my friend... Like, I don't have a response for that. Uh... <laughs> so what's interesting, uh, you know, kind of as maybe a button to all of this, what did I learn? Well, you know, my my best friend from, from high school mm -hmm. developed his schizophrenia much later in life. And so I'd like come home from my later? mission. Oh, like after my mission later. Oh, wow. So I came home from my mission. He and I were still really good friends. Mm -hmm. He went off to his, you know, to school and I mean, he was brilliant, mm -hmm. like one of the smartest guys mm -hmm. that I knew and basically lost his mind Wow. Uh, with, with drugs so and sad. just his mental illness. Yeah. Lost absolutely everything and has wow. been in and out of rehab and in and out of Still is. Yeah. Like I haven't heard from him for a while. Wow. But, um, you know, last time I talked to him, he, he definitely was going through something because, you, you know, he was like aggressive with me over yeah. the phone. You're know, like, why would you do X, Y, and Z? And it's like. You know, dude, That's sad. you know, I talked to you about these things yeah. before, you know, it was just, so it definitely made me more prepared mm -hmm. to deal with that, to deal with that yeah. and to kind of be there as yeah. much as I can be for Maybe him. Maybe not take it as personally. Not as personally yeah. and realize that you just, you do have to set boundaries with people, mm -hmm. you know, and it's not like, it's not like an out of hate thing that you protect yourself sometimes mm -hmm. from certain forms of contact or amount of contact. Yeah. And that's hard. That's a hard thing to realize. I think when it's someone that you really care about, you know. Oh yeah, I mean, I, I haven't had. I don't think I had any real like friends growing up that went off the deep end. There's oh. people I don't talk to I'm, anymore. I'm glad you went with that. 
like I thought you were gonna end with I didn't really have any friends. Oh, growing no, up. no, I mean I think like a ton, I'm a kind of a small group person, but like yeah. all my closest friends, especially my female friends, uh-huh. have all like their mothers, their doctors, their physical therapists, oh, their so nurses. They like, together. They're together. They're together. People. And yeah. like and everybody's had their like ups and downs. Like some people have gotten divorced and some people sure. have got like kids with issues or whatever. Like there's everybody's yeah, yeah, yeah. got their thing. That's but nobody's like yeah. became schizophrenic, which like I don't have any right. judgment. Like there's yeah, well, that's not people who are schizophrenic that yeah, have yeah. it they get the help they need live yeah. wonderful lives like that well, i think, I think that's it's all great. a spectrum too yeah right like there's varying yeah. forms of it yeah but i never had like that would make me really sad if one of my close friends had yeah. gone off the deep end like that like i've always said and this is like a hard thing for me to admit because i like there's part of me that, like kind of wants to be a hero like i want to i like sure. to solve problems yeah but when it comes to people's like mental struggles if I don't feel like I can help them or mm. like if I feel like I don't have the patience, like listen to them day in and day out, I have a really hard time like being there for them because I'm doing so much in my life. Like this is where my narcissism comes yeah, in. Yeah, I'm, like, yeah, yeah. I'm doing so much right. that if I take like days and days and days to like help you just get out of bed in the morning. Yeah. I don't know if I can do that. I don't know if I'm equipped. Like I don't know if I'm emotionally equipped to yeah. really help. Like, I don't know that I could how, how date you... somebody, for example, that had like sure. really severe, like a very severe bipolar or right. I have, I feel for those people, but I just don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, maybe think... it would change if you like really love somebody, but. Well, I, I mean, know. relationships are hard enough. That's what I'm saying. Know. I'm like, yeah. I've been single for most of my life. I don't yeah. really do the relationship thing unless well, there's a somebody big difference comes along. Between someone who is willing to do the work and try to get the help yeah. and someone who's like, no, I'm fine. Yeah. Like, I'll manage. Yeah. You know? And I'm kind of a forward motion person where I like to yeah. like, okay, something happened. I don't like the way that made me feel, but I'm going to take the necessary steps to hopefully not let that happen again. Right. You know? And right. I... So I realize I've, as an adult, especially doing comedy, you really realize like how many people are incapable of doing that Yeah, because they get stuck in like some repetitive cycle of like they can't get out of their own way. And I'm like, no, I got to do this. I got to do this. I got to produce a show. Like you're very good at that. Like you're always making moves and like moving forward. And yeah, thank you. Yeah. Thank I you. mean, you're welcome. I try. I mean, you, you know. do like, like I don't see you all the time. <laughs> But you're always working. Like when I see you, you're not like, I've just been sitting at home, like being a dad. Like you're always doing things. Like you're working at nightcap and you're doing all this stuff. And so it's like, I don't worry about you because maybe I should. Maybe. God worries about you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got the guy. guy. We're okay, I think. But so it's just interesting because I feel there's, it seems like there's so many people with mental illness who right now are so crippled by it. And I can never figure out if it's like, the social media thing or the times we're living in, or it's like, we're talking about mental illness and mental health too much now oh. to where everyone's like, well, I have anxiety and I take medicine <laughs> for my anxiety. I'm like, do you really have anxiety? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Or are well, you, you just, just like your dog? Yeah. Are you just weak? You know, yeah. like, I don't, I know right. that sounds really harsh. Like there's probably going to be people that are like, Oh my God, I can't believe you're so insane. You're such an insensitive bitch. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, no, well, because they're weak. I get anxiety and I yeah. get sad and I get, and like, I've gotten better at voicing it. So when I have when I wake up on those days like Mondays make me really Mondays make everybody anxious but like lately I felt like on Mondays I'm like I don't even want to talk to people oh like going to potluck at the store kind of freaks me out sometimes I'm like that's like the ultimate schmooze on Mondays at the comedy store and so I'm like of course I don't want to like schmooze all these I just want to hang out I don't want to like schmooze right try to get up and do the whole thing and everybody's judging you and then there's like the people that are above you that don't think that you deserve to be there yeah there's like a lot of it's hard because everybody's trying to get those spots of course so just ignore them it's hard those idiots i don't i mean i don't want to talk about people like that no i do that when we're not recording (laughs) Uh, (laughs) no i I, I try to have respect for everyone but people don't always have that for you like you yeah of course through life with quite a bit of respect for people like you've always i try yeah yeah i mean yeah sure part of it comes I think from you, your... you operate the same way well i think people would debate well <laughs> no, i mean i think no, it's I a matter of you know if you feel respected it's yeah. easier to treat that person with respect yes if it's mutual yes i think what's hard is that when people start to get like jealous or overly sensitive about certain things then they sure. start to 
have issues with you or with anybody. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, of course. That is hard because yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. like, if you don't want to talk about it or you can't get over yourself. Like, yeah, whatever. when our business is rife with it. And yeah, at our level, I think in particular, where it's mm-hmm. like you see uh, people, and we were just talking about this off camera right before, but you see people you know, and it's like, you can take two routes. One route is, why did they get it and I didn't? Mm-hmm. Which is, I think, the bad route mm-hmm. to take. And then there's the other, which is like, that's great. Mm-hmm. I must be next. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, because anybody common. can be it's next. Common. Yeah. Yeah, of course. And if you're working hard, like if you're doing all the things, like you're running a show and you're networking. Yeah, if you're networking making connections, and, right. You know, you're well-liked by enough people. You don't have to be well-liked by everybody. Yeah. But you have to be well-liked and you're working hard and people see you putting in the With time. With enough like, talent. Things, yeah. And yeah. it's not even, I mean, I've always said, this is really off the subject of the show, but I, I like what we're talking about. So <laughs> I don't care. Uh, yeah. I've always said, like, if I ever make it, in Hollywood, and who knows if I will? Sure, like, I'm over here spending every dime I have trying to put this podcast together. Yeah, can I can I ask you what do you when you say make it? What do you mean? Like this is your job? Yeah, yeah, oh it? yeah. Like I don't quit the day job. There's, this. I mean, yeah, uh, yeah. Okay. I I would like to make a living doing comedy and comedy related things. So like, right. I'd love to tour. I'd love to like sell out theaters. I'd love to. You know, I have ideas to write a movie. I like the podcast thing. That could be fun to do. I yeah. love to, like, you know, make my living doing a podcast. Uh, it's really, I think, the process of figuring out, like, how to find a way to convince somebody that they can make money on you. Yes. That's what it is. And then right. from there, can they help you get a fan base, sell tickets? Like, yeah. even if you make a movie, it's like, do you, does your movie sell tickets? Like, right. does your comedy show sell tickets? Is all this. Right. So it's like, how do, how do you create like the fan base in the life that you want? But what I've always said is, if I make it, it's not going to be because I'm the most talented person in the room. And I sure. think that's how everybody should look at it. And we don't really talk about that as a group. Yeah, yeah, It's yeah. really who works the hardest and who doesn't give up. Right, right. And that, like, I've felt that way in every aspect of my life. Like, I've had a good life, but I always had to work really, really hard for everything yeah. that I did. Like, sports or whatever. Like, I was never the naturally most talented person on the team or mm. whatever doing the thing yeah. <clears throat> and yeah, so yeah, yeah. i had to work twice as hard for somebody to be like oh yeah, she's pretty good at that and i kind <laughs> right. of felt that way when i started comedy like, i was like i had some good writing my stage presence was okay but then my confidence would kind of go like this and sure. now i feel like i'm getting to a point where like i can i can figure out my progress a little bit better yeah but i don't know yeah. if, that, if you that's relatable to you at all it is i almost feel like one step behind you in a sense of you know you you mentioned like getting other people to believe in in you to that you can make money for them mm-hmm. i'm more worried about people spending money on me do you know what i mean <clears throat> like selling Explain tickets it. well it's like you know you, you do a show and it's uh-huh. like come see the show that i'm uh-huh. producing or that i'm in uh-huh. but that takes you know you're gonna have to spend some money to come see me yeah Am I worth that money? Yeah. Oh, so you're worried worry about that, you're that not question. Worth the money. I worry about that question up front. Yeah. <clears throat> Interesting. So it's you got to get over that. Well, especially because you're getting booked on. Like you're doing good shows. I'm doing. Like, I'm doing good shows. Yeah. I'm doing good shows. And you've you've run good shows. Of course. And you've got yeah like, yeah, yeah. a lot of you. stuff going on. Yeah. I'm just saying that that's that's the mental thing that I'm dealing with. You so know. Somebody told me something recently. Yeah. And. I thought it was, well, it wasn't recent. I think it was like a year and a half ago. But I thought it was a very good piece of advice. And he's further along than me, but I think uh, should be even further along than he is. Like, mm. I think he's somebody, he's a good person. I'll tell you who he is off yeah, camera. Yeah. But, no, I know who uh, it is. It's Ian. No, no. Don't even say, <laughs> do not. <laughs> Anyways. That's Ian, just an inside baseball Ian, joke. What is that guy's name? Ian Mac- McElhenney? That guy? Oh, that's funny. It was him. That's Actually, great. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. No, no that's uh, good. No, the guy that told me, he said, you know, you get to a point in comedy before, like, you don't have to be f- not famous, none of that stuff. Yeah. You get to a point in comedy where people need a way to give you money. Yes. And that okay. people need to be able to give you something because yeah. you're giving them something. And right. so just having them come to a free show or having them... um follow you on Instagram or whatever is kind of not enough to get them invested in you. Yeah. And so if you have a Patreon or you have ticket sales or you have 
merch or like something where they feel like they're helping you, it right. makes them feel good. Right. Like if you think about it, you go to the store and you buy something, yeah. it makes you feel good. You get a little Depending rush. on what you buy. Right. Well, you go shopping, yeah. you yeah, go to the yeah. mall and you're like, oh, this feels pretty good. Like <laughs> it's a good day at the mall. Unless yeah. you ate Panda I mean, Express before you started trying you know, on clothes, then it's not a good day. Of course. Um, buying, like, but, you know, for example, buying a COVID test, not much of a rush. Uh, buying, if it's the last COVID test on the shelf, and that's you need a rush. It? I mean, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, you, I guess so. Yeah, yeah. But you know, you're just we're just talking stock. Yeah. You know, you but yeah, it makes you, you feel pretty that. good. And so it's but like, buying lube, huge rush. Okay, wow. You know what I mean? Oh my god. It yes. just depends on what you're buying. Yeah, I don't know. Uh I don't know that I've ever bought lube. I'll have to Okay. Do that. Humble I'll go brag. Do that and I'll text you if <laughs> if I got a rush. Humble brag uh, from Maria. No, I just I don't know. Do people buy I thought that was no, for that's, like that's a man's responsibility women. anyway. Oh, it is? Right. You're teaching me a lot. It should tonight. be. It's you need to date gentlemen. Yeah, I mean I do. <laughs> I I do now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, 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 I do good. now. Good. Uh, uh, That's an interesting uh, mentality. Yeah. So he was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. just find ways for people to give you money, whether right. it's Patreon, you know, trying to make money doing your podcast because people are listening, so you can get ads or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he was like, find a way, and so because especially after the pandemic when it was hard to get people out to shows and people were like, you know, if you can't get people out to your shows, just make it a free show. And I was like, I'm not making it a free show right. because people work too hard. Yeah. You know, I'll do a free show where I don't get paid, but I don't like to because yeah. I think that the person producing the show should be working to make money. And I think all the right. comics should be too. I think everybody should be benefiting. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. And I try to For pay sure. people well when I have them on shows. And I think the pandemic changed that mentality a lot, actually. So you think people get paid more now? I do. Yeah, I think, I, think that, so. I think you're right. I think there was a culture, at least among the independent right. shows, mm -hmm. it was definitely. I mean, I don't know. I partook in a, in a culture of the shows were free. Like you did it for free. Mm -hmm. You did it for the stage time. Right. You were lucky to get. And that was on a big problem in L.A. Like people in New York would be like, "You get paid for shows in New yeah. York. What are you guys doing?" Out yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're just like whores for stage time. Yeah. So we'll just do it for the ten just minutes or five general. minutes yeah. or whatever. Well, <laughs> <laughs> so. But but then the pandemic hit and everyone was like, hey, <clears throat> let's reassess what's mm -hmm. going on here. Yeah, yeah. Need money. And I think it was helpful. Yeah. yeah. I think oh, it was I think it's great. I also think, though, you're probably at a level above where you were before the pandemic. Like, I yeah. am definitely yeah, at you. least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what you right. do get into a, a world where you're not doing free shows forever. You get to a point where, like. Yeah. People who do the free shows probably are not asking you as much because they're probably like, this guy probably wants to get paid for his time. You know? <laughs> right. And right. then the people who do do the shows that are a little bit better, have better lineups, you get a little more time. You know, it's yeah. 15 minutes instead of five or 10 minutes. Or yeah. Whatever. Well, it's kind You're of a paid. jumping scale, yeah. right? Because it's like yeah. if certain people are on a lineup, yeah. I'd be willing to do that show for free. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, but if yeah. it's like Or if it's a show that... you want to be on for yeah. a long time. Exactly. Or, exactly. You know, it's a cold open at the improv. Yeah, it's yeah, like I'm not gonna that. go up and be like, where's my ten dollars? <laughs> Rena, I need that ten dollars. <laughs> uh, if only I was so lucky. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's well, true. That's true. That's an interesting um timing, I think, for a lot of us. Kind is. of graduating levels yes. at the same time that yes. everything shut down. The key is just never giving up. No, no, it's all do. staying power. Yeah. Are you I mean, kidding? People already have. We were talking about it before we started Thank goodness recording. they left. I know. It's great. I, when I someone's like, I think great. I'm going to quit comedy, I'm like, you should. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to be happier yeah. quitting, for sure do it. Yeah, yeah. I never understood. I mean, when I was a lawyer before doing this, it was always funny talking to lawyers who were like, oh, don't do law. I hate it. Yeah, yeah. It's like, hey, dick, leave yeah. then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, go do yeah. something else. Yeah. Because I would like your job. Yeah. Where I'm sitting right now, I would like to be there. Yeah. You know? Isn't that interesting? It's so weird. It's interesting, though. It's like, I feel like the people that go to law school and medical school and whatever, they get into... They they have to do it because they went to all the school for it. Oh. And maybe you didn't know. Yeah. I don't think people are always briefed well going into things. Like, especially in college, when you start studying things in college, sure. you're not really briefed on what the real world's like in general. No. And so right. I never wanted to go down one of those paths. Like, my parents wanted me to go to law school. And like, yeah. like you would have made a good lawyer. I'm like, why? Because I like to argue with people. And they're like, yeah. yeah of course. <laughs> You're like, well, that's <laughs> part of it. It is. It is. You've been a great trial lawyer. I'm like, I can't pass the LSAT, let alone the bar. <laughs> there is no passing or failing the LSAT. Exactly. You get a score. But I would have failed it. That's <laughs> what I'm telling you. Like, okay. I would have. I took the GRE at one point. I was like, this yeah. isn't going well at all. <laughs> well, uh, I don't know. Our school formats are bad. Right. But that's what I'm saying. So they pe people get into stuff. 
Yeah, you don't yeah, know yeah. it. Yeah. Comedy, you get a lot of time to figure out if it's for you. Yes. And so if it's not for you, I think people quit like by year five. Oh, interesting. And then, and then yeah. I've always said like women quit once they get to an age where they feel like they're supposed to be married and have kids. Mm. And if their career is not somewhere Taking where they off. can kind of go, yeah, yeah, yeah. then they're like, hmm, I think I'm going to have a family. Yeah. 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 I don't see myself going down that. Yeah. Do you feel like you're at that point? Well, I'm 30. <laughs> It's time to four. Uh, <laughs> so my eggs are dying. Um, freeze them, you know. Yeah, that's freeze what my them. mom wants. My mom's like, freeze your eggs. Yeah, I'm like, give me money. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah, that's an interesting issue that male no privilege comics don't have to deal with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it, yeah, and you've already got the kids. I already got the kids. So you got we that out of the way. So yeah, yeah, yeah. But can you imagine some of the, if some of these comics had four kids and then they were trying to do comedy? Well, I don't want to name names, but oh my god! Well, I mean, you know, there are comics that was like you shouldn't have had kids. People might think that about me. No, I don't think people think that about but you. I, I mean, you know, crazy. It's crazy what we have to get licensed for, and what we don't. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know. Yeah. That's wild to me. Yeah. You can just make people. You have a license to argue. Yeah. But not a license. Only to in parent. North Carolina. Only is that where you're from? No, but that's oh. where that's where my wife and I did our graduate schools. So that's where I worked. Oh, uh, where are you originally graduating. from? There's like a Utah Mormon look. I think, yeah, I don't know what it is. Maybe the the oxygen's just good there. I, I think are you guys that, hogging I think the a, oxygen. I, only hot people move to Utah. I think oh. is also part of the vetting program. Oh. No, I don't know. I mean, maybe it's just all the inbreeding. We're on the good cusp of inbreeding, where it's like, is there you look okay? Is there a lot of Mormon inbreeding? I mean, is that a thing? Not really. Okay. It depends I haven't on how, dove that It depends deep. on how big the scope we're talking. But there's okay. a lot of pressure to marry within the church. So in yeah. that sense, there's inbreeding. But yeah. it's not like within families. But at the same families. time, you guys are always recruiting outsiders. We're so trying. You're, you're like, you know? that, that should trying. be the tagline. The tagline of Mormonism should be like, join the church so I don't have to marry my sister. Spread like, that would be great. <laughs> yeah. We've got to get more people yeah, in here. I don't We've know got... how that campaign would work. It would be so funny. <laughs> You should do you remember do... the family it's about time? Did no. you see any of our my people's commercials? I wasn't part of the targeted audience. Interesting. <laughs> Maybe I will be now after this. My yeah, phone's been listening to this grew whole up conversation. With a, <laughs> grew up with a bunch of these commercials where it was like family. Isn't it about time? And then you know, they'd have like some 30-second heartwarming mm-hmm. like scene, right? Where yeah. like dad has to go to work, yeah. but his kid has a baseball game, mm-hmm. and then the kid goes to the baseball game all sad, mm-hmm. and then he looks over and his dad's in the stands, you know, newly fired or whatever. No, but his dad's <laughs> like there, you know? Yeah. Because he put his family first. Yeah, and then it'd be like family. Isn't it about time? This is a message from the Church of Jesus Christ. I need to go find... You should go, look up these I'm gonna commercials go find on YouTube. That. I'm going to go find... That's amazing. No, I... I, but you're suggesting some sort of campaign, desperate. Yeah, like a like, desperate. Hey, because I mean, is Mormonism convert? How is it conversion? Like new members? Uh-huh. Is it on the rise? Are you guys doing well right now, or is it going down? It, it depends on area of the world. I okay. think we're doing better outside of the U.S. than inside of the U.S. Interesting. Um, there was which definitely... also is interesting because I feel like outside of the U.S. in a lot of places, family is more important. Well, it's certainly like, within the Hispanic cultures, yeah, or the like church is doing in very Africa, well. for example, like family, yeah. like community, like there's a sense of community in yeah, other yeah, cultures. Yeah. It's like way more important than right. it is here right. in a lot of ways. Right. Right. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think worldwide membership last they published was around 13 million or something okay. like that. So, you know, has it ever gone okay. down or has it like, do they ever have meetings where like guys... We've dropped down to like 11 million. <laughs> you know, you got to get out there. I am not privy to those meetings. I see those. But, you are... know, anecdotally, there's a lot of our generation that are leaving. Like I yeah. have a lot of friends who have left the but faith. How does that make you, know, you, you talking... feel? When you, when yeah. people your our age are leaving, how does that make you feel? Like, does it make you, do you feel disappointed? Do you feel yeah. like your community is leaving? Not necessarily. I mean, you know, when it's people I know, like mm-hmm. close friends of mine who mm-hmm. have left, it's sadder to me, obviously, because mm-hmm. there's that personal yeah. element to yeah. it. Um, but it's not like Scientology where like you can't ever talk to them again. No, like, no, no, no. Which is for people yeah. who don't know. No, I just yeah. choose not to. <laughs> um, yeah. No, it, it and it also depends on kind of why they're leaving. Mm-hmm. You know, like I've talked to people who have left for like abuse reasons you know right. and it's like i don't blame you for leaving at all yeah yeah like yeah that's not the church that i 
think I belong <clears throat> to, and it sounds like you got kind of a bad streak of luck but with these. Then does it make people. you want to like problem solve and be like, well, if they felt like the church didn't support them in their abusive relationship, yeah. does it make you want to be like, hey? We gotta yeah. fix this because that's this is why sure. I can't be a part of organizations. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. when things start to go haywire, I'm like, hey, we gotta fix this. <laughs> and I am not. I wouldn't have any power my, in the Mormon church. What number one, because I'm a woman. Number two, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because right. Yeah. Uh, and no, no, go on. I but I would become <laughs> yeah. But I would just like I would yeah. be like, hey, we gotta fix this. Or right. it's like I remember there. Was, I watched some documentary about the opioid crisis within the Mormon church and yeah. how. There was a big, I think especially in Utah, there was like a big issue with people getting hooked on opiates and not, the church wasn't willing to talk about it until, right. I think one of the, you probably know about this story, but like one of the bishops had a, a family member or somebody who OD'd and yeah. that, it wasn't until that happened that the guy was like, hey, we got to start talking, we got to start talking about drug problems. I'm like, so yeah, you're going to let all that. these other people have major drug issues, but yeah. until your well, son dies or whatever. enough to care about. Oh. Yeah, no, I don't know. I mean, it, it's definitely an issue yeah. and has been for a while. I mean, part of the problem is that people are going to cope with life yeah. and religion might not do it for them, Yeah, you know, and um, drugs are pretty effective, <laughs> you know, at blocking out certain things. You say that like you've considered it. You're like, you know what? <laughs> Having I mean, a bad they must day be. as a Mormon. You know, they must be. Everybody's doing know. them. I don't know. So. I've never done. Yeah. I've I, never done. But I mean, it's it's one of those things where it's like, and and how do you talk to people about it when there is, unfortunately, with every religion, mm -hmm. there's always a little layer of shame with anything not conformist, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And I think my church is trying to do better about that. Mm -hmm. I mean, certainly congregation I'm in, we feel great. Mm -hmm. You know, like everything seems to be... Okay. You know what you I mean? Like, like people are talking yeah. about things. If oh, it's good. an issue, we're, you know, it's, it feels better. That's good. The congregation I grew up in Utah was definitely like, it, it's perfect today. Uh -huh. You know, like, how are you doing? And it will and be perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Forever. You're doing great, yeah. Right? <laughs> You're loving it here, <laughs> yeah. right? And it's yeah. like, <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> You're like, and what happens you go if pop I say some no? Pills yeah. And you feel much better. Oof, yeah. You know? Do you have um, other Mormon friends come to your shows? Do they come uh, out? Yeah, people from my, they you do? know, from my ward, from my yeah, congregation, yeah. they'll yeah. come out. They yeah, come yeah. out. Do they I mean, that's a big it? reason why I started the clean show. Yeah. Is to help them feel a little bit more comfortable yeah, coming yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because some would come to the comedy store stuff when I was doing the bringer <laughs> shows there. Yeah. And, you know, it's a mixed bag. Yeah. But it's also, like, the bringer shows are just... You never know It's all like, going to any stand-up show mm -hmm. is the best gamble you can make. Because mm -hmm. anything can happen. Mm-hmm. But a bringer show is a special variety of gamble because it. it can be really bad. <laughs> yeah. So oh, if yeah. you like really bad entertainment, mm -hmm. go to some bringer shows. And some people do. Some people do. Yeah. But I get it. That's cool. I so, but That's but you know, cool. they also like some of them communicated to me essentially this like we feel caught because we want to support you, and you seem to be doing, you know, and you're clean. <laughs> you seem to be doing, fair, but yeah. like then there's an hour and a half of the rest of the show. That we feel really uncomfortable about sitting through. Yeah. And, you know, so I was like, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. You know, that's fair. Yeah. Um, so that's why I started the clean shows. Yeah. And then, that's cool. People who, and then you have to realize too, like not everybody likes stand up, which is crazy to me, but yeah. not everybody likes it. Yeah. So some, some yeah. just don't like it. It was funny. That's okay. You probably will never watch this, but the Hillary Clinton... Chelsea Clinton show on Apple TV Plus. Uh -huh. I just don't see it as being. I, you I mean, like I don't it, have but, Apple TV Plus. Oh well, it's. I but think it's, it's because called they gutsy. added that show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which is we talk yeah, about Hillary gutsy. a lot. You and gutsy. I. Gutsy. Yeah, we <clears throat> do. Yeah. We do. It's called Gutsy. But she was they, so brave. They have the first episode is all about uh, women in comedy and female stand-up oh. comedians. So maybe you would enjoy. Why? What do you, why? Yeah. Why, um, why was well, that the starting the whole, point for Hillary Clinton? I don't know why it was the starting point, but they, it's all about women. The show is all about women in different okay. aspects of life and like what they're doing. And uh, Hillary and Chelsea go, I think they go to Caroline's in New oh, York. Oh, yeah. And they're sitting at a table and Lori Kilmartin's there and uh wanda sykes is there and then a few other comedians that i wasn't familiar with who are like new york comics yeah and they're talking about stand-up and chelsea clinton is like i never liked comedy growing up and chelsea seems pretty serious like she's, yeah she seems pretty serious but like 
I think Hillary and Bill both have a good sense of humor, like especially Bill. Like Bill's laughed off yeah. every allegation. Oh, I think ever. Bill has a great. <laughs> yeah, he's great. I don't but know about Hillary. I, I but think Bill she does. does. You kind of see it on the show a little bit. Like, Is that she's right? Really kind of loosened up. Yeah, I like Hillary, but um, <laughs> really, I find that shocking. <laughs> I love Hillary Clinton. No, I, I know. Um, but anyway, so. So Chelsea says that, she, and of course, Laurie Kilmartin's like, what do you mean you don't like yeah. comedy? Because yeah, yeah, yeah. like, who, who, right. you were sitting at this table. And right. Chelsea goes, ever since they made fun of me on SNL when I was a kid, and oh. SNL came after me, she goes, I just never really thought things were funny because I didn't like the way that made me feel. Sure. And I was a kid. And she goes, I get that SNL has to make fun of people, but I didn't, I did think it was kind of out of line for them to make fun of kids. Yeah. And I don't think SNL makes fun of kids really that much anymore. Like, yeah. they never went after like Baron Trump or anything like that. That's interesting. So, yeah. yeah. So, but then after that, all the women were like, we need to show you good comedy. Like, we need to show okay. you the, like, the good stuff yeah, that yeah, yeah. you would enjoy. Or like, we need to figure out what right. you think it's funny and so then after that whole conversation she was like i want to get i want to like come see you guys and like okay. but you know they fit tape them at a show yeah and, and yeah, everything yeah. having fun i was and... worried you're gonna say she wants to try it <laughs> no, no, no. can you imagine chelsea clinton's at potluck this week at me? the comedy store yeah um, i mean there was she's going on after ti <laughs> there was some random thing where dave Chappelle helped will smith do stand-up did you know this happened this was maybe like seven, eight, I'm not surprised, but the, the David Letterman, Will Smith interview on David Letterman's Netflix show is taped at the comedy store. Is that right? And it's, it was pre-slap, obviously. Yeah, but it's yeah, just yeah. like, really, dude? Just take everything <laughs> that we have? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's just funny. It's like a weird, funny coincidence. But Oh, that's wild. And then what? Do they interview her at the end? And she's like, I do like stand-up comedy. Um, It's kind of through the course of the whole thing. They just talk about how... You know, people like Lori and Wanda who are older had to go through a lot more shit than like people in my generation because sure. it was so much harder to be a woman in comedy. And so they talk about that and the women talk about the different perspectives and points of view that women in comedy have and yeah. the struggles. And I mean, it's good. It's like it's a very heartfelt show. Like yeah. they interview women who lost their uh, sons to gun violence and mm. like there's just all kinds of different. There's yeah. religious thing. There's a I can't remember what religion it is, but there's a religious thing and. It's cool. It's like uh, yeah. it's sort of poignant and interesting. If that show had come out before Hillary ran for president last time, she you probably would have won, won in a landslide because it, you see her as a human. You don't see yeah. her as just this like hardcore politician. Like yeah. there are other sides to her. Like she is a full hu you human. You think she's going to run again? No. Maybe she'll put in the bid for 2024. No, I don't think. I mean, I do think she's in better condition than our buddy Joe. My buddy. I guess not your buddy. He's not our I mean, buddy. <laughs> he's I would assume, everybody's but, grandpa. Sweet Joe. Yeah, but I mean, I yeah, I don't know. But this has been great. I've loved having you on well, the podcast. Well, thank you so much and for I having me. And I feel like me. you've got more stories up your sleeve. You could come back on. I would love to come back I on. I think we'll, we'll have you back I, I on. Have, I have some other... I, you know, the issue is I lived with my parents for so long that like... That counts. I don't really have... I'm sure I'll, I'll you have, have to some think. crazy. I have some other stories that yeah. I could definitely share. Yeah. Um, well, you could even talk about. I mean, just living. You're a stay-at-home dad. I'm a stay-at-home dad during the day, and you do yeah. comedy at night, and yeah, like yeah, yeah. living with four children, right? Doing all that. You know, be you were describing kind of your mentality about like I can't. I don't think I could help somebody through a mental illness. <laughs> yeah, and which I, makes you sound like such a great person. <laughs> well, you know, we all got to pick our battles. <laughs> yeah, I don't think anybody should judge you for that. <laughs> But part Just of me was like, how how would you feel about being a mom? Because there is so much. It's a lot of emotional ups and downs. Yeah. I mean, it's yes. funny because kids love me and I love kids. And like, I've always been somebody who's connected very well with children. Like I went to Disneyland with my, one of my best friends and, and her husband and their two kids. And yeah, it was the first, I went the first day they were there. They were there for three days. And, oh yeah. And there was an adjustment, like the kids like hanging out with the kids you mean no or like the, the... i think disneyland was very overwhelming oh. to them like oh, everybody's okay. what, yeah, yeah, what yeah, i yeah. how i say it is like my expectation versus my friend versus her husband who'd never been to disneyland before versus the kids yes. who don't know what to expect period right everybody's expectations were different so it took sort of a day to calibrate right and get everybody on the same page yeah and kind of I think what happens is like you have to go down to the kids' level. And yeah. And you just have to be like, all right, I might not get to go on Star Wars, yeah. Star Tours, whatever today, Space Mountain. Right. So right. I just think everybody was so excited that it was, it was like 
Yeah. It was fun. We had a great what time. Age, but... What age are the kids? <clears throat> uh, they're two and no, they're four and six. Okay. Yeah. All right. Or something like that's that. A, four that's probably about as young as you could go. Really. Yeah. Yeah. And they had yeah. a great time. I mean, they, yeah. they that's but great. I did fun things, you know, like I said, uh, before we got there, like on, I FaceTimed them and I said, you know, you have to pay really close attention because when you get into the park, yeah, there's going to be music playing. And every time you go to a different part of the park, there's going to be different kinds of music playing. So if yeah. you remember when you get there, just think about that because you might be next to Sleeping Beauty's Castle or whichever one. Sure. And you might hear, you know, like princess music or you might hear, <laughs> yeah. you know, and I, I'm like, these kids are so young. They're not going to remember this. Like they're smart kids. But sure. I get, they got there before me. They come out of Peter Pan. I'm standing yeah. at the carousel and they come out and like, they run to me to hug me and they're like, Maria, do you hear the music? And I almost started crying. I was like, this is beautiful. <laughs> like, but that's cool. Like I like bringing yeah, magic yeah, to yeah. kids. Like I just right. think that my mom did a really good job. Both my parents did, but mostly facilitated by my mom of that. Like yeah. I thought Santa Claus was real for a very long time. And oh, okay. All of that. And so yeah. I, I think like the childlike wonder that kids get to have that we all lose eventually sure. is so important. Yeah. And so having kids on that level would be fun because you just get to like re-experience life the yeah. hard part i don't know i think i would just sort of move through it i think that's what my parents did with my brother and i was just like uh -huh. just kind of move through it and like yeah keep going keep having fun i mean very it, the reality is you have very little choice yeah you, you know you i mean it's like going yeah, yeah 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 so if you're a decent human being if you're not a sociopath <laughs> you slog through yeah yeah you know? and my parents always treated my brother and i like we were adults uh -huh. There wasn't a lot of like bait, at least not with me. I mean, I shouldn't let my brother speak for himself, but there wasn't a lot of like babying yeah. going on. And so unless something really bad happened, then they'd be like, hey, you know, everything's going to be okay. Like, <laughs> yeah. I love you and whatever. <laughs> and but you know, like, when shit would happen, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like if I got bullied at school or something, right. my mom would be like, don't listen to those people. Like, yeah, right. You're not them. They're not you. Right. They don't know your life. Like, yeah. So when people now are like, I get bullied, I'm like, yeah, ignore them. Move yeah. forward. Yeah, 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 like, just yeah. keep going. Like, Step away. These people, my mom goes, right. they don't make a pimple on your ass. That's what she would say. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, yeah. I don't get those, but uh, <laughs> I if I get one, I'll means. be like, hey, that was Trisha. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah, well, there's a lot of, you know, you have to agree with me and what I think. I think just culturally now, mm -hmm. which is why bullying is so effective. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, I grew up, similar to you in the sense of like no one cares what you think yeah you know what i mean like, no one just until you're like 30 no yeah. one cares be yeah. smart and be quiet yeah and things yeah. will be okay and work hard and like, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah eventually somebody will take you seriously and if they don't you can just start a podcast and wear a pink hat and then right. interview and force people, people to listen to you yeah no. <laughs> <laughs> and then market the shit out of it yes baby yeah well we'll have you back on i'd love um, to come back uh before you go where can people find you on the internet Yes, you can find me on the internet. Uh, SethLawrenceComedy.com is my website. My Instagram and Twitter handles are Seth T. Lawrence. Try to make it easy. Okay. And do you have TikTok? I do, but I'm not really on it because I don't trust China. You have four... You trust... Okay. You trust, trust Mormonism, meta. but you don't... I trust Meta. You trust and Meta Mormon. and Mormonism, trust, but you I, don't trust China. I trust God. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Interesting. But I don't trust the Chinese government. Interesting. And the Chinese government's real. That's that, the thing that... <laughs> well, that's the problem. <laughs> that's... Okay. You're so smart. Um, but yeah, I do have a TikTok. You have, I have good... a few videos on TikTok. Okay. And um, what is it? Is it Seth T. Lawrence? Yeah. Okay. Seth T. Lawrence on TikTok. And, uh, You've got four kids. You need to be putting them to work just like the Chinese government wants you yeah, to I know, and make I know, the videos. Right? Get them their facial recognition yeah. scores. Yeah. 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 You got to do that. And I also have a podcast called Disorganized Religion. Check that out. It's a very fun podcast. I talk to comics. It's very similar to what we did here today. I sort of usurped your show. I was going to say, I think you, I see what, I see your agenda. Do you do this on every podcast? I did not podcast? mean to do that. I'm uh, not well, sure about that. Mormonism is such a weird thing that eventually people, you know what I mean? Like people talk to me about it just because, yeah. and it's a huge part of my life. So yeah. any crazy story. I like talking to you about it because you're the only Mormon comic I know well, thank you. in LA. Like yeah, I mean, yeah, you yeah. might be the only one in LA. Are there others? There's, um, I mean, I don't know how many unsuccessful ones <laughs> There are, but there are, there's definitely one other one who is very, like, much bigger. Oh. Um, Can you say who they are? are they, to, is there I'm, Mormonism on the DL? I, uh, 
uh, Kellen Erskine. Does that sound right? Oh, I, don't I think know that's that his is. name. Oh, he did sorry. JFL a few years ago. Okay. There's a great documentary series um, about about that year of mm-hmm. fresh faces or mm-hmm. new faces mm-hmm. that he was that he's in, oh, and so okay. it highlights him, his family. What? They don't really get into the religion side of yeah. it too much, but they don't want to scare people away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Well, you know, it's like who cares. Um, but anyways, so yeah. that you can find that, and and he's the only one other one I know of that's Got in the it. area. But I don't even know him. Yeah, you know. Yeah, but we'll plug all personally. of his stuff anyway. You can find him on. Yeah, no, just kidding. Uh, yeah, and uh, Travis Clybernite. We do that disorganized religion podcast together. We are starting a Patreon soon. So actually, oh, in talking about how to get people to pay me. Yeah. And get invested, I and he are reviewing under the banner of heaven. <gasps> wow. So I have not seen the whole series. I haven't watched it. He is he has watched it and has been itching to ask me questions but about it. But you guys it. should also read the book so that you can really See, get into and it. See, and that's I know. We should read the book. The problem is the book and the miniseries are different in the sense that the guy who made the miniseries mm-hmm. wrote in a whole new narrative. Like oh. created a whole character that oh. is so problematic. Oh. And I didn't it, know that. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. But you should talk about that on the podcast. Anyway, we won't get into it So that's it here. what I do on the Patreon. <laughs> yeah. so anyway, so we, we no, talk about amazing. that. that's amazing. Okay, but, cool. But I do need to read the book because I've been told it's very good. Who reads? Yeah, I know. I, I'll get an audio yeah, audiobook. Yeah, yeah. I'll listen no, to it. Whatever. <laughs> Anyways, thanks for coming on. Thank you. You can find Room for Rent podcast at Room for Rent Pod on Instagram, Twitter. TikTok, all the things. Uh, and we are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Uh, I always forget to say that. So check us out. There's a Patreon too, Room for Rent. And uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in. Bye. Bye. Bye.